Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Dirt and Sprague are getting ready for a football feast. I like bacon and football. They've got really good meat. they got great meat. Just get all fat and sassy. This is a Rivalry Week edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by P.G. Long, your Northwest flooring experts. Online at pglongllc.com. Rivalry Week with Dirt and Sprague on the Odyssey app and 1080. Deep down, I'm, I'm fat. The fan. Hey, let's do this final hour. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan, 99.5 HD2, the Odyssey app. YouTube, thanks for being with us on a Monday. You don't recognize this tune? This is Carrie Underwood's Thanksgiving song, huh? Yeah. Stretchy pants? Yeah. yeah have your stretchy pants on on Thursday, man. Uh, Fit all that food in there. Shove it down your gullet. I've uh, finally reached the point in my life where I don't eat too much food. Yeah, it's good. I'm pretty happy about it, too. Like... I, I know what I'm saying is going to contradict itself right here, but like we needed to eat something. We got to town a little late. Yeah. So I, I stopped at my local McDeezy's. <laughs> I mean, how do you not? It's always easy. It's listen, to a, listen to a woman who had her child with her out loud just talking about how the government's ruining her life. And hey, man, she should be allowed full custody of her children despite her drinking whiskey at 1 a.m. Just one of those loud talkers that's like, you know how dumb you are as a person. Like, can you stop talking about it out loud? <laughs> but usually in those moments, I'll order like four sandwiches. I'll be like, hey, let's give yeah. it a two for two, you know? Yeah. One little cheeseburger. That's the only I place had. I usually do that fast food-wise is for there's something about Taco Bell that I have a really hard time ordering the right <laughs> amount of food. Because it's really good. Every other fast food place, I'm like, I know what I want. Like, give me a double <laughs> cheeseburger and a fry, and uh, I'm good to go. Like, that's all I I don't order 13 cheeseburgers, but there's something about going through the Taco Bell drive-thru, and you're like, oh, I want to, uh, give me that, give me that. I usually get, that. like, seven items that felt like when I go to Taco Bell. And then you eat four of them, and you're like, I'm not eating leftover Taco no. Bell. This is not good. Why no. did I order all this food? It doesn't make any sense. Although, if you do have leftover TB, and you are wanting to eat it the next day, just air fry it. Okay, that's the secret. Put in the air fryer for air about fry? two, three minutes. You know, monitor it, obviously, at 350. But, sure. uh, yeah, nice little warm-up. It actually makes it as close to fresh as you can get. Okay. Well, I have a college football question that has lingered from the last 24 hours that I would love to ask you two fine gentlemen. Uh, but before we do that, though, there was something big that happened. I, I mentioned in the last segment, we're kind of waiting for these dominoes to fall. We didn't get a team that lost, but we got a guy that went down, and that was brutal, man. Jordan Travis is having a great year. Florida State won again. Granted, they played North Alabama, but they're now 11-0 going into their in-state rivalry game against Florida. 11 and 0, 
two wins away from an undefeated perfect season. Yeah. And their starting quarterback is out. Now, this started before the game even kicked off on college game day, which was live for some stupid reason at James Madison, who couldn't even win their game this weekend. They It was said by Desmond Howard and Kirk Herbstreet. Both of them said on college game day. I boycotted the show. What did you? T- what okay. did I miss? I didn't watch it either. I just saw the tweets. Okay. I saw the tweets of the takes, and I reacted to the takes of okay. the tweets. They said that a one-loss Texas or a one-loss Alabama would both have a valid argument to jump in the college football playoff rankings and undefeated Florida State. Wow. And I just thought... We're not playing by the same rules anymore. We're, we're just doing that now. Yeah, okay, so I, all right, because yeah. the Big 12 is really tough this year, I guess. Let's just give Texas credit for, you know, beating Kansas. Okay. Um, I just, I don't know, that pissed me off. And then Jordan Travis goes down, and that then leads to the narrative of everybody saying, well, you can't put him in the playoff now. Mm. And as somebody who experienced their team lose a national championship to a team who should not have been in the playoff, according to these people, and a third-string quarterback, I would say, what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> Yeah. What else do you want to talk about? Like, it's kind of pointless to why, why, why entertain that? If somebody told you that on the road, like if you walked out of the building and walked to your car and some guy just goes, hey, we should put a one loss Alabama jump in Florida State if they go undefeated and win the conference title. You wouldn't entertain the conversation. No, but I would. I also wouldn't rule out the committee doing that, which is the scary I, thing. I will. I you will? will. OK, you do that and you will have mass panic and chaos going on yeah. I don't know how Florida State fan wouldn't be marching to the doors where do they do this in Dallas Texas I don't know where they pick wherever but. they do their picks like I don't know why you wouldn't have the fan base storming those facilities that is ridiculous <laughs> I don't think Florida I think Florida State's gonna lose in the ACC title game now sure. they might lose this weekend you never know they play Florida this week Florida's I mean they were feisty against Missouri they probably should have won that game don't get me started yeah. I wanted Missouri to lose it they had a fourth so and funny. 17 with the game yeah. on the line and Missouri converted it and kicked a game winning yeah yeah Florida Florida's got bigger problems that's just a ridiculous take that is a four- those people are paid millions of dollars to be on that show and yeah. know more about that sport than everybody watching yep that is one of the dumber takes I've ever heard. Yep, I agree. And we saw a team with a third-string quarterback win a national championship. It happened against my team, and they beat Alabama in the playoff as well. So I just I love that we immediately rushed to that. I'm like, well, I don't want to see them in the playoff. Like, well, they win their next two games. You cannot, you cannot kick them out. Yes. You cannot do it. I don't think the ACC is very good this year. Do I think Florida State is better than all these other teams at the top? Like, ah, probably not. No, their resume's like, weak. Resume's not great, especially now with the injury. I get all that. But this has to be decided not by opinion but by – the results on the field. Like, I I have fun with the Oregon-Washington stuff of, oh, Oregon, if they get there, they're going to beat them. Oh, look at the spread. It's an eight-point spread. Like, for now, you don't have an argument, man. Washington beat you. They are undefeated. Like, we can all have the opinion that we think Oregon's a better team. Maybe they are. Maybe that will get settled in two weeks. It's an opinion. What we have to base these things off of is what happens on the field. Florida State, if they go undefeated, will get a shot, should get a shot at the college football playoff, whether Jordan Travis is healthy or not, and he will not be playing. His college career is done. Yeah. That was a horrific injury. If you didn't see it, go don't go watch it because it's the leg going it's the, the Dak Prescott injury. Just bad. His um, foot was up, he knew it, and he just was like pissed off. But if they got they got stiff challenges the next two weeks. Louisville's not great, but they keep finding a way to win. They're a one loss team. They're gonna get them in the ACC title game no matter what happens this weekend. And they get Florida this weekend and it's on the road in a night game in the swamp. Could be, so, yeah. We'll see what happens. But if they win those two games, they deserve a shot. Well, what's it. interesting is Florida State, because I'm with you. Like, I've always said, I've been saying about Washington, going to feed it. Like, there's something to being able to do that that is difficult in itself. Mm-hmm. But if you were to stack resumes, 
Go tell me who Florida State's. Uh, it's LSU. LSU's their best win. Their second best win is maybe Miami or Northwestern. I would say at this point, with the way Clemson's playing, it's probably Clemson. Okay. Uh, we're splitting hairs sure. over the fourth or fifth place team in the ACC. I just, it's the only argument is if Florida State loses, yes, then and then I then, have no yeah, problem with you, it. You bump them out, but man, yep. if they go undefeated, they're going to get rewarded for it. But they're yeah, their their schedule's not very difficult. And now there was a theory thrown out yesterday. This this was a circulating thing. Even Adam Rittenberg quote tweeted it, and it kind of echoed the sentiment. And that is that if Washington is to win this weekend, let me go find the tweet. I believe it came from our good friend uh, Nick Daschle okay. <laughs> at the uh, Oregonian, and it was basically that if Washington goes twelve and zero, yeah. Why why are we playing a conference championship game? Because we've made that game <laughs> it exists. I mean, it's not a game that's just made up every year for fun skis. That's like actual scheduled game every year. Uh, the tweet was if Washington beats Washington State, it is the deserved conference champion. They went through a gauntlet nobody thought they could survive consecutive games against USC, Utah, and Oregon State and they won them all. Yeah. I mean, you you have the regular season crown is yours for sure. Um I, I do feel a little odd. I'm not I'm not with that opinion at all. I mean, the game exists. Like, what are we doing here? Um <laughs> what I what I do agree with is the idea of like the perception. I, I just I, I know we're the Oregon station and we're here in Portland. I just I feel the whole narrative with Washington and their season's odd. Mm-hmm. Uh the fact that Florida State just immediately started ahead of them was weird to me. Florida State doesn't have close the win that Washington does with Oregon. You mentioned that 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 slate of games. Oregon also went through a slate of games that was difficult, or at least we thought it would be. And then they played them, and they got through it. And it was like, oh, USC was not what we thought they would be. They're very similar schedules. The only difference at this point is that Washington played Arizona, and they have already played Oregon State, and Oregon has not played Oregon yeah, State. Yeah, Washington yet. has the Oregon State win, the Arizona win under the belt, a respected Utah win, even though it's not a top 25 team, and the Oregon win. So like those, those are important to have. I do find the narratives odd. I feel like for since that game, because the Huskies played instantly a bad game with ASU, it's just been Oregon's better. And mm-hmm. and Oregon has done a lot of things to show and maybe make you feel like they're better. But the they did play, and Oregon lost. Let's see what the rematch is in the Pac-12 title game. Got to get there first. But what's funny, I mean, you, you said the Heisman could be on the line in that game. I think that's ridiculous. This is... We have 12 games of evidence of who is the best player in college football. And also, it's kind of funny and sad for Washington if they lose that rematch because they both went twelve and one. Mm-hmm. The difference was Oregon won the game that mattered more to people. Yes, the game Washington's that counted win, for more. Yeah, the, 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 they just they won at the right time. And if you reverse them, Duck fan ain't happy about that either. You're so, livid, absolutely livid. That's that's the only thing I agree with. I the whole take of like don't play the title game. That's a ridiculous ridiculously dumb take the, the game's been scheduled it's been on the schedule for years yeah. we've had a pac title game every year for how long five six years whatever whatever oh, we've had a pac title game now for no no it goes back to the beginning yeah, of the conference 2011 so it's like, yeah it's, it's 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 ridiculous take just say washington's really good they're both really good washington's had an unbelievable season nobody's ever gone nine and zero in conference play in the pac-12 era we brought that up a million times it looks like washington has a great shot to be the only team to ever do it in the final year of the conference the the, the part that i will agree with and this is where like even the stuff from the the florida state angle on game day like well alabama or texas should jump them if they go undefeated like just stop it first off 
But it just is a reminder of how dumb this sport is. Like, yeah. we've been kind of waiting for one of these years in the playoffs because usually every year we yell and scream, and why is this team here? Why is this team here? And then you look up at the end of the season, and there's like maybe five teams that have an argument to make it. But in almost every single year of the playoff, there has not been anything controversial. The first year is one of the few outliers. That's where you, the one. You had the TCU Baylor yeah. versus the Ohio State third-string quarterback thing, but then Ohio State won by 70 in the Big Ten title game, and the Big 12 didn't have a title game, and you're like, well... Shout All out right. Gary Anderson on that one. And they, yeah, thank you. Yeah, Gary Anderson. <laughs> and they put Ohio State in, and Ohio State went on to win the national title. Basically, every year, every other, every other year, there has not been a debate. This year, you're going to have it. It could be fascinating, man. If Alabama beats Georgia, what does that do to both of them? If Texas wins out and there's only a one-loss team with a win in Tuscaloosa and non-conference, let's play the hypothetical that Oregon does win out. Then you have a 12-1 and Oregon and a 12-1 and Washington. Florida State could win out with their backup quarterback. You could have an undefeated team there. A Michigan or Ohio State with only one loss, who's the loser of that game with an undefeated winner. Like, Dude, we are headed for a year in which you're looking at seven or eight teams that have a legitimate argument of, like, we deserve a shot at this, and you're going to have to choose four of them. Good luck doing that. But it's just a reminder of, like, we need an expanded playoff. If Oregon is to beat Washington, if they get there, Washington deserves a shot to compete for a national championship. Oh, they're going like to be eliminated the quickest, I think, They will, which is ridiculously stupid because they would have just gone through a 12-0 season yeah. against what I would argue is, if not the best, the second-best conference in America – but they're going to get shortchanged because they're the Pac-12, and this is the way it works on the West Coast. Yeah. It's just it's ridiculous. And of all the years that we have needed an expanded playoff, again, maybe Texas loses this weekend at Texas Tech. Maybe Washington State wins the Apple Cup. Maybe like who knows? Maybe Auburn wins the Iron Bowl, and we get the craziness, and it's all eventually just settled, and it's not a debate. But we're heading for a playoff where there's seven or eight deserving teams, and you got to pick four of them. And it's just dumb that all of them don't get a chance. Yeah, I, I don't really have much to add. I agree with that completely. And when if 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 Washington loses and you play out all these scenarios, I mean, I just, I, it's not going to make sense in my brain at all. It's going to be a little frustrating to me as a Pac 12 honk. The same thing happened to TCU last year. They went 12 0 in the regular season. They lost the Big 12 title game. They were not, they made the college football playoffs. Well, that's because they didn't have this problem. Nope. They didn't have the amount of teams that are this kind of level and controversial. But like the quickness in which the committee and everybody else will just eliminate Washington out of consideration. Yeah. I mean, they're already fifth now. That's ridiculous to me. So. It is. They should be third. We'll see what look the rankings look like when they come out on uh, Tuesday night. All right, I want to get back into NFL. We got, I got a couple more thoughts on uh, local college football because we got a poll question, some announcements over the weekend. Do we want to see that in the state of Oregon? We got a lot of football, so to get to on a football reaction Monday. That is next on the fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Killing 
one lingering thought on the conversation about conference championship games. I will say when the playoff expands, I think this is probably the easiest game to eliminate, is it not? Like, Pate brought it up on a show last night. I thought it was an interesting point. So the Big Ten currently does divisions. Next year they're going away from that. If they did not have divisions this year and it was just the two best teams, you would get Michigan-Ohio State this weekend. Yeah. Michigan-Ohio State would play again next weekend in Indianapolis for the Big Ten title game, which would be hilarious if you had the same situation where, like, Michigan wins, then Ohio State wins. It's like, well, what are we doing here? And then you would have a really good shot as a, you know, high-seeded conference champion versus an at-large that you could get the game three times in a month. So, like, I get – if you want to tell me in an expanded playoff, like, hey, best regular season team wins your conference, let's just go to the playoff, eliminate a game, I'm I'm okay with that. Right. And the four-team playoff format, I don't think you can make that argument because there's just – there's too many games that you got to play and everybody else is playing one. It screwed the Big 12 out of it in that first year in 2014. But this will be interesting to follow when the playoff expands. Do Is this game worth it? Is it necessary? Or do we just say, hey, like in this year, Washington would be the conference champion – because they they would be twelve and zero with a win over Oregon, and Oregon would get an at large bid at us an eleven and one team. Well, but in the scenario where Oregon rectifies the loss, you don't want to lose that opportunity. I also think the scenario that you or or Pater laying out here is is not as probable as it appears. Hmm. I don't think Michigan Ohio State are getting through the conference of a joke that the Big Ten is now that they've added these four teams. And they've done away with divisions, so yeah. Could you could you hypothetically have a scenario, I guess, where Michigan Ohio State play three times in a row? <laughs> I'm almost willing to bet money you won't. Okay. What you think the odds are for or against that? Because I would it. say they're against the it. playoff one would be the outlier one. But I don't. I mean, I I love where Oregon's heading. I don't know if they're going to jump right in and play in the Big Ten title game. I certainly don't think Penn State's ready to take that next step. I don't think USC's ready to compete in the Big Ten. I know UCLA can't, and Washington has to prove that they can replace basically their entire roster because they're losing a ton of guys to the NFL next year. Mm-hmm. So I'm not putting it outside the thought of like that could they could be the two best teams in the Big Ten again. Yeah, but next they're year. not going to play three times in a row. I mean, that's a it's a fun thing to kind of use for talking point of conference title game versus expanded playoff but like it's not realistic sure i just i think the argument would be 12 team playoff you're going to have a guaranteed spot plus some at largest is the game necessary i think is the question with an expanded playoff the conference title the conference championship game is it a necessary game i mean i think it is because it has to eliminate teams like if oregon if the the expanded playoff was this year oregon's what sixth right they're currently sixth Sixth. yeah I don't know, man. If they were to lose to Washington again, do they fall out of that playoff format? There's a really good chance that they do, depending on what happens in some of these other ones. So yeah, I don't, yeah, I, they, maybe they would. I don't if know. You have the automatic qualifier, and then you got your maybe Oregon would probably get the benefit of the doubt and be just within that top eleven. But like, there's also a shot that they would be eliminated. Do we want to eliminate the chance of that? I I don't know. I don't mm. think that they will. It's a easy money grab, and if Oregon plays Washington in Vegas. Duck fans going to parade on Twitter and in real life and like, go Ducks, go Ducks, see? And Washington fans not going to be able to respond, but mentally they're going to be like, this is ridiculous. We beat you guys already. It was yeah. a 1-1 split. Like, But we went 12-0, and and because of that, we get kind of punished for it. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I I don't think you need to get rid of it by any stretch because I don't think that scenario is very real. Okay. Uh, a couple of thoughts on the NFL weekend. I wanted to get to something that came out over the weekend uh, next. But uh, the Seahawks lost a game this weekend that ended up being kind of a trendy pick for a lot of folks going into it. The Rams got a lot of attention, Stafford being back. Now, Cooper Cup ended up getting hurt again. He was out of this game mostly in the second half. Geno Smith got hurt in this game. Also had one of the weakest offensive PIs I've ever seen in my entire he life in the did. first half. He really did. Didn't even the- touch the defender, caught the pass and then breath through the flag. Like, what are you doing? I mean, this was one, though, that just Drew Locke came in and was awful yeah. in that game. Geno Smith wasn't doing a lot more. They built a lead and then just tried to kind of hold on to a 16-7 to lead and then gave up 10 on a Hensard in the fourth. That that one that one's going to sting when you look back on well, it. That what, was a bad one. What I'm confused off is the last possession. When Myers misses yeah. the field goal, like, they ran a play after completing that pass to DK. Yeah. Why didn't we not spike? That is a great question. Because they Mom. ran the ball. That so they kill like question. another 13 seconds almost. Yeah. And then you trot out your, I don't know. I just thought it was weird clock management. Yeah, they were at the 37-yard line, and they ran it for two yards. And you basically, in that stretch, from picking up the pass to Metcalf to running the ball, you went from 41 seconds down to the spike with seven seconds and then kept Yeah, it's ridiculous. The I, from the 37 or 35, yeah. whatever it was. I don't think they're a very good team, but probably making the playoffs? <laughs> I don't know. I, they're they're kind of the yeah. Steelers to me. They, My eyes are telling me. This isn't that good of a football team, but then they'll win like the commander game or the Steelers win a week ago, not this weekend, but a week ago. And you're just like, this isn't making sense to my eyes. The thing that they have going for them, and this is kind of what we felt like coming into the year, is the back half of the NFC is not good. No, it's not. You have top-heavy teams with, I think the 49ers are legit, the Eagles are legit, Detroit, nice comeback win. Like Dallas, you know, let's win a game that counts. Nice of you to beat up on Carolina. After, I mean, after that, you're competing. Here are the teams you're competing with for a wild card spot. Minnesota with the pass or not. Yeah. New Orleans, Green Bay, the Rams. Like, that, you only have two other teams that are even at or above 500. Falcons. Like, like that's who you're competing yeah. with. So that's what they have going for them. Dude, big tests on Saturday night, or Saturday night, on Thursday night. They're the nightcap Thanksgiving game hosting the 49ers, and I can't wait for that game. Is that one in Seattle? It's in Seattle. Yeah, in Seattle game? on a Thanksgiving night. They got the three the triple header and they like to do that rivalry game as the last one yeah. where you have the Lions and Cowboys that always play and now you try and do a divisional rivalry game. I can't wait to watch that game Thursday. No, I, I think it'll help a lot. I did want to read this very quickly before we go. Yeah. This NFL stat. This is according to Daniel Popper. Okay. You know who Daniel Popper is? I do know who Daniel Popper is. He's basically leading the charge against Brandon Staley still being the Charger coach. I just want to read this very quickly. This is via The Athletic. Six times the seasons, the Chargers allowed a conversion on third and 15 or longer, three of which have come on defensive back penalties. The Chargers have allowed a 50% conversion rate on third and 15 or longer this season. No other team has allowed more than three such conversions, and so no bad. other team is above 30%. So bad. Including the penalties, the Chargers have allowed 27.5% conversion rate on third and 11 or longer since he took over as coach and defensive play caller in 2021. It's the highest rate in the league, according to True Media. Don't worry, though. He's going to keep calling the plays. We trust our process. We're doing things the right way. He's doing the screaming at people in a way that knows that he knows he's getting yeah. fired. It just makes Do you know you, what I mean? It makes you look so douchey when you're yelling at the media, taking your anger out on the media as if the media is the problem. Your he defense was, is ass, dude. That's the issue. He was such a nice, analytically driven guy a year ago, and we've drove him to the cliff of, like, I'm going to start yelling and screaming at the beat writers now. Oh, God. Uh, so there you go. I wanted to get to that note. Seattle with a really rough loss yesterday. And the Jets finally benched Zach Wilson. 
Yeah, but they won't commit to continuing like, to bench you. That is malpractice to continue to play him. I know it's not all on him. Their offensive line isn't great, but like, dear God, dude, what are, what are we doing? Um, okay, I want to get to something that was announced over the weekend. Are we playing a game of follow the leader? We'll get to that coming up next. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All right, welcome back in. Happy Monday morning to you. Happy Thanksgiving week. Happy Civil War week, everybody. Pat chiming in on the uh, YouTube live chat. Yeah. Pat says, uh, Dirt, you're outmanned. Two ah. beavers. I can be there in 30 minutes to escort you out of the building <laughs> supporting uh, my duck gear. Need to care for our own kind. We do. We do. I am outnumbered day in and day out on this show. Usually you. being surrounded by two beavers is a good thing. Not in this case. Not this week. You're a, you're a quack. <laughs> Where do you think Beaver fan is? I'm a quack. Where do you think Beaver fan is for this game this week? Because I think that loss, like, it just kind of like. Yeah, there was a lot of arguments last week about controlling your own destiny, and somehow Oregon State. I was going back and forth with one of our P1s last week about how Oregon State would have tiebreakers, and I'm like, this doesn't make sense, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, one of our P1s told me too, and I had confused the Arizona tiebreaker with. So it was basically Oregon State would if Oregon State, Arizona, and Oregon had all ended with two losses, Oregon State got the tiebreakers. Yeah, how of- I don't know, but the way they, I was like, oh, whatever, I'll take. I'm not going to look that far into it because this hopefully will settle itself on the field, and yeah. Oregon won't lose. Game. It, it would have been the Washington game. Yeah. Because Oregon lost to Washington and so did Arizona. Yeah. That would have been the tiebreaker. Yeah, you start going down okay. the yeah. standings and whose record against the highest. Even uh, though I think in that scenario, like, so <laughs> Oregon would have lost to I mean, we don't need State. to get into it. I don't, yeah. we don't need to spend time on one, it. But. Or no, because Oregon didn't play Arizona. We didn't correct? play Arizona. Yeah. yeah, so you can't, there's no head-to-head head 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 there. Comparison. So you but go to... They do this week. Yeah, they go to okay. What was your record against the the next common opponent? It was Washington team. Yeah. It was it was yeah. weird. We don't need to debate that because it's, it won't it, matter the, now. The, the consideration will be if Oregon loses this weekend and Arizona wins, Arizona's in. If Oregon yeah. wins, they don't need any help. They are in the conference championship game, and we'll get the rematch. Next couple of weeks are going to be very stressful. If Oregon wins on Friday, back to back hate weeks are not easy to handle. But nonetheless, here we are. It was announced over the weekend. Uh, this is it's kind of a building, right? We knew this was there was a good chance this could happen. Our buddy Ian Furness reported it a couple of weeks ago that there were serious conversations about the Apple Cup continuing past this year. Well, how we're in Apple Cup week. Washington is a massive favorite at home, and they announced it. The two schools announced it this weekend. So it's a five-year agreement to continue playing the game. Basically, the bonus that Washington is getting is a quote-unquote neutral site game next year, which is in Seattle, which I love. But you're going to sell 50-50 tickets, so it will be a, more of a split crowd than playing at a Husky Stadium. But next year it will happen. What they, what's their stadium now? The Seahawks? Lumen Field. Lumen Field. Lumen. It'll be at Lumen Field. Yeah. And then the next four years you're going to rotate home and homes. Two games in Pullman, two games in Seattle at Husky Stadium. And this then led to everybody, this has been bubbling under the scenes for a while, that Oregon and Oregon State are going to try and do it. I threw out a poll question last night because, I, I, I don't know, I have a hard time with this. I feel like there's a vocal crowd that is on social media 
and it's I don't want to play the game. Or some Oregon fans will even do it. We don't care. It's like shut up. Yeah, you do. You care about whether you play Oregon State or not. And Oregon State will go. We don't want to play the game. They're they're traitorous. We don't want to ever play them again. It's like okay, I don't really know if you have that choice. Kind of need the money. So I was just curious where people are at. And pretty overwhelmingly, I put up a poll question with four options: two for Duck fans, two for Beaver fans. Yeah, you're basically looking at seventy four percent of people are saying yes. I would like to continue playing the Civil War. We're in Civil War week and. And it's it feels like we're heading in that direction. It uh, I thought the stunner of the Washington Washington State thing wasn't that it continued. I just assumed it'd all be in Seattle or Mont Lake. I I commend Washington State a lot. I can't believe the Huskies gave into that. I I think it's a. I wonder if it's a lawsuit pressure thing of like, dude, we want to be on your good side. You control the purse strings. We'll come to Pullman now. Give us our full allotment of twenty twenty four money because they need the money in Seattle. Yeah, but I don't <laughs> think that's going to make or break Washington State wanting to keep said money given their conference uncertainty going forward. I, I just was surprised because if you're looking at it from a business perspective or just from the kind of the way the sport is modeled. Mm-hmm. There's not really a whole big incentive for Washington to go to Pullman, Washington now. You're in the Big Ten. That is hard enough. Their schedule next year is difficult. Um, and you could say the same thing about Oregon, which is what I said to the on, you know, start all this stuff was like, I, I don't know if they're going to get this game. And if they do, I'd be surprised if they were played in Corvallis. It's very little brother of our state to be behind Washington and announcing and doing this. Very. I don't know what we're hanging up on here. If it's just a simply like Boise State's refusing or I don't know what it is. They need to get it announced, and they need to get it announced now. i still not sure I'm ready to say Oregon is willingly going to go to Corvallis. My only thought on Washington and Oregon willing to go to these in-state rivalries mm-hmm. and go on the road is that both of those programs internally are kind of telling themselves, where's Oregon State going to be in two years? Probably more Mountain West team than Big Ten team. Where is Washington State going to be in two years? Probably Mountain West more so than – so it's like – at that point, they might be banking on the talent being even bigger a gap. Mm. And so going on the road is not as big a concern as it maybe is or was last year or would be this year or whatever. That's my only thought because I don't, from just a football model, I don't understand why they felt like they needed to go to Pullman. Sure. Given their circumstance where the two programs are at. But I hope I hope Oregon and Oregon State get a similar agreement Obviously, we don't have a Lumen Field. No. So next year, be in Corvallis by traditional measure. Yeah. And then year after that, Eugene. If they could do that, it'd be awesome. Yeah, you would, Oregon would be basically swapping a home game with Boise State for a road game in Corvallis in September. That would be the flip-flop yeah. that you would have. I got to imagine that's the only reason. It's just paperwork legalities. They they can't announce it until they know they can stick it on the schedule. Did Washington, Washington State do this? Did they have to get out of one of their games or so no? So Washington did not, because I believe next year they were scheduled originally to play the second half of their Michigan State home-and-home. Home, yeah. And that's obviously a conference game now. Wait, the second half? So they played Michigan they State this year. Michigan State. And I think State was in Seattle last year. Oh, touche. So that wasn't it. They it had might a be game. the Michigan game. Might have been the Michigan game. Michigan touche. canceled okay. or pushed or delayed it back. Well, and, and obviously now you can't because it's yeah, a conference Yeah, they game. had a natural opening. Yeah, they yeah, played so each other next they year. They did not have a game. That they, their, their other non-conference schedule, by the way, next year was Weber State and Eastern Michigan. So, so they, they needed something they to, needed something to boost it. Yeah, And so they're going to get Washington State in Lumen Field. I've seen a lot of people point to, too, the business tie-in aspect of it, of not, like, so it's the Bo- Boeing Apple Yeah, they Cup. have sponsors for that whole thing. Boeing's a title sponsor. They have other stuff. And, and. That was one thing I originally mentioned. We had this conversation back when all this stuff started going out. Is sure. Maybe it's an opportunity for Oregon and Oregon State to go 
rebrand this thing and and find some sponsors and and both sides make some money out of it obviously it's more important for oregon state than oregon they're not hurting for dough but if it if they look at it as an opportunity to reinvent it and rebrand it then maybe it strengthens it the worst thing part of it is is there's not a lumen field you don't have something it ideally if you played that the first game of the season in portland at a big giant you know, 60,000 seat stadium up here, then it would totally be something and you could make it special again. But yeah, the the whole thing hinges on how agreeable is Oregon to how many times you're going to play in Corvallis. I've, I've, um, over the years of doing this job, I have, I've, the last couple of years, I'd say I've completely disconnected Twitter with reality. Yeah. In, a, in a lot of ways. Like yeah. sometimes I'm like, oh, this is interesting to bring up on the show as a topic because you see it on Twitter. But like when you talk about the duck fan, like I absolutely think there are some duck fans that this run for the last 15, 20 years has absolutely clouded them to the point of cocky cockiness and oh little brother, we don't need you. I think there are far more use and other duck fans in the state, just from my experience of going to this game, where it's like it is fun. There are some bragging rights, but like overall it's been tradition for a lot of households. There's divided houses, there's diehard beef, diehard duck fans that have memories of Oh yeah, in 1998, this game meant a lot for Oregon State and Oregon. Like it's not as long as it seems, and I think those vocal minority people that are cocky, sniffing fan, they're better than everybody. I I think those are the ones that are loud on Twitter, and I don't think it's representative of of the reality of like this would still be a fun game. In September, it'd be a little weird, but like it would be a fun game to have on the schedule. And the expanded playoff, you can make a real argument like you can afford if if. Oregon State could win that game. You can make a real argument. Not only is it good for their resume, but like Oregon wouldn't be, it wouldn't be detrimental to their whole season, as we've seen from their Husky loss, responded just fine from that. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'd like to see them come to an agreement on this. I think it would make a lot of sense. Oregon State needs the money in the game. And I think Oregon, no matter how Beaver fan feels that they left to the Big Ten, Oregon could do some goodwill by coming to an agreement of sorts if you get a home-and-home. Home. I mean, it helped Oregon State immensely because you would have a game every year that you know is going to be against a Power 5 school that you don't have to go schedule. We don't know what their future conference alignment looks like and who they're going to be playing. Like, there's no question. Oregon State needs the game more than Oregon. It doesn't change the fact that I don't want to lose the game, man. This is a game we've watched. I've watched every year for my entire life. Yeah, for sure. I have friends who are Beavers. I have family members who are Beavers. I am in group chats. With, like, we, I do a show with two Beavers. Like, I don't want to well, lose this. you do a show with a Beaver and a Puget <laughs> Sound grad. I just, like, I don't know this pushback against like we don't want to play the game or from both sides i just like i get it emotions are running hot maybe it takes a year or two to figure it out because you can't get the buyout with boise state the idea of this being the last time that oregon and oregon state plays is something that i don't even really want to try and wrap my head around we i want this game and whether it's in september and week one you don't do it in one stadium if i'm oregon state i'm not signing on to an agreement to go to Austin every year like that's not the case you have to get a home and home and i'm okay with that going to corvallis every other year to play the rivalry game it would give them something impactful that they could look forward to on their schedule. It would help them sell season tickets. I'm all for that, and I don't want to lose the rivalry. I uh, I would be interested to see if they could advertise for it and like yeah, what get a sponsor. Would we finally get a name or a trophy or something? Now that they're not in the same conference, like I kind of think you need that. I'm I, I was watching Iowa this year. Spice it up a little bit. Iowa and Minnesota, I feel like played like four games this year that they won a trophy in. Yeah. Like they're holding. I, like Minnesota and Iowa was an actual rivalry I wasn't aware of, and yes. Minnesota hadn't won in Iowa since the 90s. 
and they were holding a trophy up. And I'm like, I didn't know this was a thing. Minnesota, Michigan played for a trophy, too. I had no idea. The old oaken bucket. Do like a billboard battle where the loser <laughs> has to put a billboard says, we're the little brother or something. I don't know. But like, can we get something incorporated with the game now? The loser has to buy a full page ad in the newspaper congratulating the other team on winning the game. What do we think about that? Huh? It is it is Civil War week. I'll answer the poll questions coming up next because we've got a lot of them out there in a great Monday Night Football game. Wrap it up next on The Fam. All right. Happy Civil War week, everybody. we got to turn and burn here in the last segment. As mm. always, we're out of time. Yeah. And we don't, you know, this is it. So, uh, here are the poll questions. <laughs> you made it sound like we're, we're not going to be here ever again. This is it. This is the final show. This is it. We're getting fired today. <laughs> no, I just have more thoughts. I'm not done yet. I want to keep going. Other than the fact I kind of have to poop. Other than that, I want to keep going. I mean, I kind of do too, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we made it clear to corporate the four-hour thing, and that's a corporate decision, so. The 2023-2024 Trailblazer season has been... About what I expected or harder than I expected. 75% of you answering about what I expected. I I think you guys are lying to yourselves. Yeah, we can get to that tomorrow. I will tell you, I have never you made... You want to talk about that tomorrow? I mean, we can get to it. We can noodle on it a little bit. Uh, I, I have never felt better about a personal decision that I have made than completely unplugging from that organization. Maybe and, that's why they answered about what I expected. <laughs> yeah. They're not watching, so like, it's uh, like, what do I care? I mean, I knew this was going to be an ass team, and guess what? They suck. Sure, they're a little banged up, but like, stop it. They're terrible. Uh, when it comes to the football fan who peed on Reeser Stadium around everyone, have we all been there before? 78% of you were liars. We had one person tell a story and then end it with, maybe I just wanted to tell you this story. <laughs> <laughs> Oregon is a 14-point favorite in the Civil War. What, co- what outcome do you think? 42% of you early on saying Oregon in a close game. Wow, okay. 39% say a blowout. All right. 71% of you would vote for Bo Nix right now to win the Heisman. You're damn right you would. He's Homers. the best. Uh, we got a great Monday Night Football game tonight to wrap up the week. Chiefs and Eagles in a Super Bowl rematch. Are we ready for the Kelsey and Taylor Swift crap for four quarters? No, but I need the Chiefs to win by a field goal or more because I had an O for two spraying line in heartbreaking fashion. So I'm riding with you on this one. I like KC tonight at home. Mahomes it's hard to bet against Mahomes at home. You dude, know? less than a field goal. Yeah. Their defense is good. Philly's yeah. defense is a little less than. Yeah. I'm with you. There you go. Good little show. If you missed it, go check. The Service Patriots Podcast, 1080thefan.com, at Dirt Spring and at 1080thefan. It's going to be a busy turn and burn week, man. we got shows tomorrow, show on Wednesday. Obviously, we'll be here Friday, no show on Thursday. So a lot to cram into the next four shows. Thank you so much. Hope you join us the rest of the week. Don't forget, you can always check the show on YouTube, whether it's live or after the show is all done. Thanks for being a part of our Monday. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 6 a.m. Colin is next, listening to 1080 The Fan. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.